Welcome to Blondes and Business, a luxury beauty business coaching podcast. We are here to give salon and spa owners the gift of time, money, and freedom. Welcome. It's great to have you joining us today. We are going to be diving into what all does it take to run a successful salon business? Because we know up until this point, there hasn't been a salon business school. We are proud to be offering um, an amazing way for people to take their salon businesses to the next level. So if that's you, you want to be taking your business to the next level, you are on the right podcast today. Awesome. And Salon Business School was developed for salon and spa owners just like yourself because we've been where you're at. Is like, hey, we've got this art, we've got this talent at doing hair, but we need some support on the business side because at the end of the day, they are two totally different games to play. So truly understanding if you're going to be a service provider, how to do that really well, but also if you're going to be a business owner, how to do that even exceptional and grand and how to make really incredible things happen in your life. Yes. And so we know there are 12 major areas inside of a salon, um, you know, that we need to be focused on as the steward of the ship. Um, And today we're going to be diving into three um, that we know are super important parts of your business. We believe all 12 are as well, but we're just going to take a peek at three today um, to just see like, hey, when we nail three of these areas, Um, the magic that we can create inside of our business is just amazing. Mm -hmm. So one of those first areas, drum roll, please. One of my favorite areas (laughs) is the uh, looking at a profit and loss. And, you know, um, I remember my first profit and loss. It was handwritten on a piece of paper. I actually found it not so long ago. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And so to really understand like how to be able to make informative decisions on your business and what your areas of opportunity are. You really want to paint a crystal clear picture of having a profit or loss where you analyze it, where you really truly understand, hey, what's it going to take to make this business succeed? And, you know, there's a saying that says um, sales is for the show, profit is for the um, for the dough. And so really understanding that um, is really powerful. Yes. And, you know, if you're a super creative minded person and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, they're talking about a profit and loss statement right now. I'm allergic. I'm going to check out all of those things. Don't just stick around because, you know, what we've what we've discovered is when we're able to confront exactly what is going on and confront just means to be with um, when we're able to be with our numbers and see the story that they're telling us, that's when we're able to rewrite the ending. You know, that's when we're able to rewrite what happens next um, and create an amazing future for our teams um, and for everybody inside of the company, the salon owner included. Mm -hmm. So the one hot tip on your uh, profit and loss is you want to make sure that your cost of goods sold does not exceed 60% of your total income. Um, When we work with salon owners, We really want to make sure that uh, we get into that uh, red light, stoplight, like we got to take a pause and really explore here because a lot of times we find that if you don't have any profitability or that your profitability is really low, that your cost of goods sold is, is usually taking more than that 60%. Yeah. You know, and, and we've worked with 
hundreds of salon owners across the nation. And one thing that we have discovered is this is the key area that keeps a lot of people stuck is when they're operating above that 60% mark with the cost of goods sold, you know, We've um, even seen salon owners in the past that have, um, you know, tried to duplicate a space without getting this under control first. And and really what you're duplicating is just chaos. And so we know, hey, if your future plans include opening multiple locations or, you know, anything uh, any sort of growth, um, we know that you need to nail this cost of goods sold and um, get everything just set up easy inside your profit and loss statement. So whether you're working with an accountant or a CPA or whoever's, you know, in in addition to you with your numbers, um, you can easily just go in, pull a report and see the immediate health of your company. And you know, when you have this number in the P&L under control, um, that it just, it's going to be easy. You know, things are going to flow a lot smoother. Uh, you're, you're not going to be feeling like you're roller coastering inside of your business. Uh, you're going to know that you're on that upward spiral. And so there's, you know, a couple of different areas to look at inside of the, the P and L, but we know for sure that that's the one thing, if you can nail that, Hey, you're on that upward spiral for sure. Mm-hmm, love that, Lynn. And so you're probably thinking, well, what goes into our cost of goods sold? So just a few things that we look at, especially when we're inputting your numbers in, into our Excel sheet is would be, you know, your um, your retail products, your back bar products, what it costs for you to acquire those every month, uh, your uh, merchant fees, uh, your salon owner um compensation, your service providers compensation. And we do like to put trainees or if you have a training program, we put their pay in there as well, uh, just to make sure that they are actually helping create that service or to see more guests. So that's why we want to track that as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, because, you know, and this isn't even going to be one of the things that we're talking about today, but when we get into the ladder booking section, we know that having those trainees inside of that, that cost of goods sold, we know what you can create um, for multiple people by having them be a part of that cost of goods sold. So you would, you know, put uh, front desk wages or salon salon director um, or manager wages after cost of goods sold, because technically you don't need that to produce your good or to replicate goods, you know? So this is what does it actually cost to produce a sale inside of your company, you know? So that's why we include things like the retail uh, costs, back bar costs, um, you know, the producing, you know, service provider producing wages inside of that as well, just to really get a clear snapshot of what exactly is happening um, inside of your company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why 60% is, well, if you think about it, if, if you look at it from, each dollar standpoint, if you're spending 60 cents per dollar already on your cost of goods sold, that only leaves you 40 cents left at the end of the day to pay the rest of your expenses. And so once that goes above and you're 80% or 80 cents to the dollar is going to pay those cost of goods sold, that leaves you 20 cents left to, you know, per dollar to pay things like your rent. Uh, any benefits that you may have for your team. So that's when the game gets tricky. And that's usually when we want to pull out the red caution flag and say, hey, let's slow down, take a few steps back and see what we can really create here. Yes. And so, um, you know, 
really taking that blindfold off uh, when you're driving this vehicle inside of your business can uh, give you so much freedom. And, you know, this is something that we know um, a lot of salon owners don't necessarily get into the, to this salon owning game to really dive into numbers typically. Um, And so what we know is like, when you do understand what's going on with those numbers, um, a lot of it is that nobody has ever broken it down for you simply before, and you've never really understood. So it just looks like a foreign language when you look at a profit and loss statement, or when you look at your numbers, you're like, okay, I either know it's working or it's not working, or it's somewhere in between, uh, but I don't really understand why. And we know when you understand why, when you understand what's going on in there, and it's in a simple language that you can understand Um, you just walk away feeling so empowered and just what you can create next inside your business is amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that lens because there's, there's no judgment ever when we look Mm -hmm. at a PL. it's just opportunity. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I say there's no reason to judge because you don't know everything. And so really it just gives you a, a piece of freedom. Like Lindsay was saying to say, Hey, this is where we're headed. This is what we need to do. These are the changes we can implement to really create that stable business. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, once you've kind of nailed down that that profit and loss area, a, another area that we love to look at inside of Salon Business School is marketing. And I think that a lot of salon owners have have a love hate relationship with marketing. And I think it's mostly because when we think of marketing inside of our industry, we think of specifically social media marketing. And yes, that's one avenue. You know, you can't totally ignore that avenue for sure. Um, But we believe there's a lot of other areas to look at inside of marketing. You know, and one of the key pieces that we talk about is you know, there's a difference between, uh, you know, let's say like a an organic post on social media versus, you know, a, a paid Google ad. You know, it's almost like you've got your mall walkers that are just roaming the mall, just browsing <laughs> around. You know, those are the people that are hanging out on social media. Um, but then you also have the people who are looking for a tux, like they're looking for a salon, they know exactly what they want. And those are the people that show up on Google. And so there's a lot of other marketing areas that we uncover inside of this, but that's one of the main ones that I think is is a big misunderstanding inside of our industry for sure. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that, Lindsay. Yeah, we, you know, during Salon Business School, we d- definitely dive into like the different types of buyers because that's really an incredible teaching moment for your team as well. Um, looking at it from like a concert viewer, <laughs> a concert goer view, and like really mm-hmm. being able to, when a guest comes in, understand their buying type. And that gives you all the tools of how to communicate with them. And when your team understands the different buyer types and they understand what kind of buyer type they are, that helps to create a place of serving in a bigger way. Because at the end of the day, when you understand, that's when you have knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that was something that the leaders that were on our leaders call, um, you know, for our salons inside of the full program, we've got the leader, uh, team as well that they can be a part of, you know, they were like, wow, I'd never even thought about that before. You know, I think as buyers, we think that every buyer buys exactly the same way that we do. And, you know, when our team and us as salon owners have a deeper understanding, we're able to serve people quicker. It's easier. You feel more 
harmony or authentic with what you're doing. And so, um, you know, there's so many things that we uncover uh, during that that portion. But I think understanding those buyer types, like you were just talking about, Jen, is key. Mm-hmm. I also love, you know, marketing starts in-house as well as, mm-hmm. you know, looking at your greeting. That's marketing. If you didn't even realize <laughs> that there's a, you know, there's, con- there's consistency in that. Hello, Chick-fil-A, my pleasure. Like, <laughs> That's when, you know, you know, your marketing game is working, working. So having a wow greeting when someone comes in, you know, W is welcome back instead of, do you have a reservation? Like, how can we make this person feel empowered? Welcome back. The O is like, you're going to offer them your specialty beverage or, you know, any additional service, let them know about the promos. And the last W for that wow factor is um, have them share with them what's next shop around. Um, is there any additional things that I can get for you? You know, your service provider will be right with you. So think of marketing from all verticals, not just what you're doing outside, but also what you're doing inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think, you know, marketing, when you really think about all of the different areas inside of it, it is such a powerful tool. Um, and I think a lot of times as salon owners or even the service providers in some of the salon can really get stuck with social media, you know, whether you feel like, well, I have an allergy to social media or, you know, you absolutely love it, which I feel like is, is rare. Um, you know, it's not the only way that we market and, you know, just keep in mind, like, Hey, you're going to get a lot of mall walkers there, which mall walkers are great. They'll occasionally, you know, do a little impulse impulse buy. Um, but when you can, sit in front of the person who knows what they want. Um, you're more likely to, you know, build a higher ticket. They're more likely to be more satisfied. Um, there's a lot more win, win, wins. And so coming up with that strategy for you and your salon and team is going to be one of the keys, um, to really growing it. So you've, you know, we just talked about the PL. We we get our finances under control and then we learn how to grow our business. I think, you know, that's a key element um, to having a successful salon company is doing it in that order as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then, you know, one of the last uh, things we're going to connect about today is just your culture is like really, I think that's a really important vertical is because guess what? If you have a business, you've got to have people to to help support you in that mission. Um, you mm-hmm. go so much further when you have a team behind you. And so really looking at your culture, what does it stand for? Who are you? Uh, what is it that you're put on this earth to create and to achieve? And that make sure that everybody's playing that same game with you. Um, you know, what are your growth sessions? Um, Simon Sinek says, he says, culture eats strategy for breakfast, I think is what he says. And I just love that because it really is true. Like you could have all kinds of amazing systems and processes, but if your culture is negative, they're going to complain about all the systems and processes. And you're, you're just going to feel like you're on that roller coaster. Like Lindsay was saying earlier, that hamster wheel is like, gosh, I have all these amazing things, but there's still something happening. There's still a disconnect that's preventing me from getting to the next level or preventing us from getting to the next level. Yeah. And, you know, I know that it's happened to me before where I've had, you know, gone to my team in the past with some amazing ideas of some ways that we can, you know, revolutionize our, our business and just to be met with naysayers. And, you know, I think, you know, change 
as human beings can be, um, you know, it's, you don't want to be changing things uh, in wild chaos all the time. That's one thing. Um, but if you really do have an idea that's going to be a win-win-win for everyone uh, and you have naysayers on your team, that's going to keep you stuck, you know, and for a while I thought, gosh, you know, um, maybe it's me and, you know, not that you're perfect as salon owners. I know I'm, I'm not perfect. And, um, but when you really have everybody's best interest at heart and you have um, people who are pushing back, you know that they're not the right fit for your team. And, you know, it can really be a beautiful, another, uh, you know, podcast about how do you release somebody when you get to that spot? Because, you know, it's a gift for them too. If they don't want to be there, they're not on board with all of the amazing things that you have going on inside of your salon company. Doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means they are not the right fit for you. And so, you know, recognizing that can really keep your wheels turning and can keep, you know, your ship sailing in the right direction. And so just having that high awareness, like, Hey, if we get too many red light people on our team, we will be stuck. And so uh, recognizing that and understanding, you know, when it's time to release someone to find their next opportunity uh, can be one of the key parts to, to having a successful culture. Mm -hmm. I love that, Lindsay. And, you know, we talk about uh, realities as we all have different realities as human beings. Mm -hmm. um, we all grew up in different households. The way it occurs for Lindsay one way may occur for me differently. And so when you're working with a team, like it's really, it's really, really a, like a superpower to understand everyone's reality and how sometimes their reality is keeping them stuck. And so as a coach or an amazing uh, salon owner, I think that can be a superpower of yours is, you know, if someone's always saying, um, you know, I think so-and-so gets to do more than I do, or just for example, I don't know, somebody might would probably say that, or maybe you've heard that before. And like to understand, okay, what's their reality right now? Because that's just an opinion, but let's create some facts around that. Is this really happening? Is this really showing up for this person? And so I think that is also um, a really beautiful place to come from is to be able to listen to what's happening, have that servant listening ear, and that will give you a lot of superpower to know, hey, how can I coach this person? How can I get us to play the same game of reality of salon business so that we all have that win-win situation. Mm -hmm. So true, you know, and it, I think there is, that's such an important part, definitely of, of leading a great growth session as well. Um, you know, and, and there's some other ones too, that you can look at when you're thinking about how can we, you know, create a bigger, brighter future for our service providers, you know, and a few key areas I think to look at when you're thinking about that too, are how do we celebrate wins with people? You know, a lot of people have some great things that they're achieving. How do we recognize them? Um, you know, and, and how do we then in turn, create more of that? And then how do we understand how to look at their numbers and how to coach to what's happening because, you know, we just believe that numbers are telling a story about what's happening 
for a service provider. And so if their, you know, retail is really low, then, you know, let's take a look at what our conversations are like. What, what problems are they uncovering that the guests have with their hair? What desires, what, you know, what would they love to have different about their hair? You know, there's some, some missing components when that number is low. Um, there's several different areas, you know, inside of their numbers that are telling different stories, but then how do we create a plan? You know, and I think when each person on our team has a plan, then that's when we're able to create a bigger, brighter future. Mm-hmm. I love that. So those are just three of the um, amazing verticals that we talk about in Salon Business School. You can always uh, reach us at the hello at hello at the PhD program if you want to learn about the nine other verticals that we really dive into to really create that foundation you know, to really get your root system strong so that you can really thrive and survive and create the sun of your dreams that you've always thought possible. Yes. So uh, if you want to learn more, more like Jen said, hit us up. We would love to hear from you. Or if you have any ideas for a future podcast or something that you would like help as a salon owner, we would love to support you along your journey. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to let your friends inside of the business know uh, if you got some amazing value out of today. I'm sure they could as well. Awesome. All right. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into Blondes and Business Luxury Beauty Business Podcast. If you got some great value out of today's podcast, please send it to one of your friends that is also a salon or spa owner. And if you have any ideas for a future topic or somebody that would be a great addition to our show, go ahead and send us an email. Hello at the phcprogram.com. Send us a DM. Review this podcast today. Let us know your thoughts. We would love to hear from you. We look forward to seeing you again next time.